We will catch up very shortly going live down to Paraparaumu. Um, have you caught up with the news that they're going to change the composition of the golf ball? I saw that story and Rory McIlroy said he thought it was a good idea and there was another pro golfer who thought it wasn't a good idea. Basically, it's going to take 20 yards off the length of the tee shot for the professionals, you know, the guys that pump at 350, 340. They're going to lose 20 yards. And there's a few amateurs complaining about that. But the golf ball manufacturers have said it's going to be commensurate with the distance. So if you normally hit it 210 yards, it might go 203. So not a huge difference, but I, I quite often scratch my head, like we saw the playoff at the Australian Open, and the 18th hole was a par five, and the eventual winner was hitting driver eight iron into a par five. What happens to the good old days where driver three would pitch putt, putt for a par? A man that's at Paraparu Beach Golf Course, I'm pretty sure that's uh, where he is. He's part of New Zealand Golf, covering the interprovincial for us today is Jason Gulasakaram, I think. G'day, Jason. G'day, Mark. How are you? I'm fantastic. Um, we're all about the weather today because cricket's in Dunedin. What weather has greeted the participants down on the Kapiti Coast for the National Interprovincial? Well, unlike, yeah, as you're right, um, I am based at Paraparomu Beach today and we have almost got a perfect day for golf, which is pretty unusual for this part of the country. Usually Paraparomu Beach, you can get four seasons in one day and when you do, the golf course can play very challenging. So the players are very happy this morning to have been greeted with perfect conditions to start their interprovincial campaign. So, yeah, when it's windy, it's a mighty, mighty tough course. Um, I think the first teams went out 7.30 this morning, is that right? Correct, yes, they did. So we had in the men, we had Manawatu Wanganui playing Taitafiti, who uh, were previously known as Poppy Bay East Coast. They led off the 10th tee, and Tasman and Taranaki played off the 1st. Okay, so have, have any of the matches, or just so people know, each team has five golfers ranked one to five. It's sort of like the Ryder Cup, but just five-person teams. Any matches been completed yet? Yeah, you're correct. Um, so, yeah, I guess this is New Zealand's version of the Ryder Cup where players get to you know wear their district colours with a bit of pride. And uh, having played in this event myself a few times, um, over the last sort of decade or 15 years, I know it's something, uh, a tournament that players absolutely love and they get really fizzed up for. So, yep, they're all out there enjoying it. And a few of the uh, well, first couple of results are in. Manawatu Wanganui got over the line narrowly against Tairawhiti and Tasman and Taranaki have come in with a half. Um, and, yeah, still have the remainder of the matches um, out there being played at the moment. So today being Tuesday, they'll be playing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and finals on Saturday. How many how many rounds of golf are these, are these players in for? Usually throughout the week during the round robin phase, there'll be, there'll be six matches and then those who are lucky enough to progress to the finals, you obviously have semi-finals and finals on Saturday. Um, so those players who you know make the finals will either get seven or eight matches um, this week. Um, so yes, yeah, it's a big week of golf. A lot of 
holes being played throughout the week. But as it's match play, um, a lot of them are probably hoping that win or lose, they don't go the full 18. Yeah, that's true. That is a lot of golf. That's um, In five days, you could play eight rounds of golf. So is it sort of split up? Uh, some days you'll have 36 holes, some days you'll have 18. Uh, I'd imagine you won't get a day off, though. No, us as tournament staff don't get a day off. Um, but teams, yeah, they will have uh, a bye generally um, once throughout the week. So, yeah, it's two rounds a day apart from Thursday where we have like a mandatory sort of tournament bye on the Thursday afternoon where um, we, we'll only have one round and gives players a bit of a rest before, you know, potentially final day or the final two days for some of the teams. And I mentioned earlier, I think I'm right in saying that uh, the men's and women's finals will all be at Paraparaumu Beach. Yes, correct. Yep, Paraparaumu Beach is uh, the main host this week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for those who are fortunate enough to have played here before know what a special track this is, having hosted numerous New Zealand Opens before, having had Tiger Woods strut the fairways here. It's, it is truly a, a special place, and um, I like it up to, his, to its name as the spiritual home of golf here in New Zealand. I was lucky enough to caddy in the New Zealand Open uh, the Tiger Woods year, and my guy I was caddying for was teeing off at the same time as Tiger, opposite tees, one and ten, but we got to use the driving range or the, the practice fairway because um, you had to book it down at the school. And I walked on, I said, there's Tiger. And he said, should we go and stand next to him? So my guy warmed up next to Tiger Woods. I didn't see a single shot my golfer played. I was just transfixed by Tiger. The, the I mem- think that's pretty natural. The memory of him coming to Paraparaumu Beach just still lingers, doesn't it? It does, it does. And, I mean, if you walked around the clubhouse here, you've got a list of, you know, all the previous champions. And then there's, you know, images of Tiger Woods and his signature scattered around the clubhouse. It is pretty cool that, you know, probably the greatest golfer to ever play the game, arguably, um, has, you know, come and struck the same fairways as that many, you know, of us average Kiwis have. So (laughs) it is very cool, and the club do a very good job of celebrating it. Looking at the makeup of some of the men's team, I will get to the women's side uh, at Wakanai as well. Um, what's the makeup of the teams? Is there a sprinkling of like some some teenagers, and are there any in their thirties and forties that have stayed amateur? Yes, there are. This tournament is actually quite interesting. We sort of get a slightly different crowd to what we'd get usually at our like Jenny and Holmes Charles Tour events, where. Um, teams are sort of made up of you know a mix of youth and experience. Um, so yeah, well, I mean some of the you know the teams with a little bit more depth tend to have a slightly younger looking team, but teams that you know sort of struggle to fill um, their five spots with five players all of the same sort of caliber generally will chuck in uh, someone who has played a few of these events before um, to come and you know show the young guys the ropes and. Um, teach them a little bit about team golf. So, yeah, it is a slightly different crowd here this week, but everyone seems to absolutely love it. Um, players love wearing their district colours, so mm. it should be a great week. Bay of Plenty in the men's side have been probably the best-performed interprovincial team in, in recent times. Uh, they won at home last year. Uh, I don't know whether you know, but is it how similar is the five that took part last year? Uh, they've pretty much got the same team at bar one person. Uh, wow. Trent Munn has um, slotted into the number four spot. He's used to be a Manawatu 
Wanganui representative with him and his brother Josh, um, who used to be a very, very handy player in his own right. But he's moved up to Mount Wanganui to do his green cre- greenkeeping apprenticeship. Sorry, so he's now wearing the Bay of Plenty colours and uh, probably adds some, you know, extra strength to that team compared to where they were last year. So I reckon Bay of Plenty are likely to go very deep into the tournament once again. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the TAB aren't offering odds on it. So if they rung you, Jason, and said, who's your top three chances uh, going into this week in the men's side of the draw? If it was me, I'd be putting my money on Bay of Plenty or Auckland. Um, Third, probably Wellington, the home side, um, who have also... Uh, got a fairly uh, experienced and um, they obviously know the, the two courses here very well. I think they'll probably be looking to go very deep into the tournament as well. That'd be who I'd put my money on there. All right. Women's side of the draw at Wycombe. A slightly shorter track, um, a little bit tighter on some of the holes as well. And back in the Paraparaumu days, that's where the pre-qualifying was for the New Zealand Open at Waikanae. Um But is there the same number of uh, teams in the women's side of the draw as the men's? Now we've got a couple less. Um, I think we've got 13 off the top of my head. Um, both Southland and Tasman, you know, sort of areas where uh, we don't have as much golf being played um, down there. They struggle to put a women's team together. Um, so we have 13 teams. Right. Same sprinkling of youth and experience? I would say, yes. I would say probably more on the experience side rather than a whole lot of youth. There are a lot of promising uh, young women that are coming through the ranks, but you've, the depth isn't probably quite as good as what it is in the um, in the men's draw here. Um, so a lot of, I'd say probably more experience than youth, but there are at the top of the order and a fair few of those teams will be uh, some really promising uh, young women um, playing. So there'll be some great golf to come out and uh, watch if you're interested um, and if you're in the Paraparumu or Waikanae area. Zach Swanick is playing number one for Hawke's Bay. He's been over in Australia playing in the pro tournaments. As an amateur, I think he's 17. Um, he's going to be deadly, isn't he? He is. He is a pretty special talent. He got his start in the Australian Open from... Uh, he won the Australian Boys Amateur earlier in the year. So he has yeah, got a very bright future. He's got a lot of game. Um, and, you know, it's pretty evident with him being up near the top of the leaderboard after the first round, mixing it with some, you know, pretty big names after uh, the opening round. So, yes, he is certainly a, uh, a talent to keep your eye on. And I reckon he'll go pretty well this week. So if someone was in the Wellington, Kapiti, Manawatu region that can jump in their car and go and have a look, and I would recommend it. It's really cool golf. It's a really awesome format. Um, and these guys don't get to play in teams very often. It's a, it's a lot of individual stuff. Who, who's some up-and-comers that you should get them to have a look up, either on the men's side or the women's side? Um, yes, you've got, obviously, Zach, who we just mentioned. Um, he's part of that Hawks Bay team, who are pretty solid. So they... I mean, it'll be sort of touch and go whether they uh, make the finals this week. But if they do on Saturday, he'll be one person to go out and watch. Uh, Bay of Plenty, Mitchell Kale is another very handy player. He is number one for Bay and 
uh, he, I'm pretty sure he went either player of the tournament or had the record of the tournament um, last year. Uh, so he's another very promising young player, as well as Jack Van Preen, who's playing number one for Taranaki. Um, he has come on leaps and bounds this year, so he is another one that will um, should be, you know, knocking on the doors of professionalism in the not too distant future. Um, and in the women's side, again, they are plenty are looking very strong. Um, there's a couple of players there, like Hunter Edwards, who won the New Zealand Māori Golf Championship. She's a handy young player. And then you could probably take your pick out of uh, anyone in who's plays for either Auckland or the North Harbour women's sides. All of them are class, and those two sides generally make the final here at the Women's Interprovincial. So, yeah, there'll be plenty of good golf if anyone wants to come out to Paraparuma Beach this weekend and have a watch. Am I right in saying that Auckland have won 10 of the last 11 women's interprovincials? It is something like that. Um, I know they are looking I think they're 17th title um, in their history, and they are you know, by far the most successful women's side to um, play this interprovincials tournament so they will take some beating but yeah North Harbour and Bay of Plenty will be up to the task should they get that far. Jason, free entry at both courses for people to come and have a wander and a watch? Free entry, exactly um, and we'll make sure we turn the weather on for everyone too. Top man, there's a promise there's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you Jason, Good to chat today. Cool, thanks Steph, appreciate your time.